Welcome to the Burning Hearts Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us this week. On this week's episode, Pastor Chris continues our Kingdom Culture series as he speaks on how God is still speaking. Good morning, church family. Welcome again to Burning Hearts Church. And thanks for inviting us into your homes this morning. Again, hope you are doing well, um, staying healthy, and, uh, and staying hungry for God's Word and tuning into His presence on a regular basis. I'm Pastor Chris, and I'm so honored to get to share a little bit this morning. And I'm sharing from my heart, and I'm sharing from some notes. And we're going to be going into our Kingdom Culture series again. So we've been in that series. We took a little pause on that as we went into um, the Easter season. And what a beautiful service we had last Sunday. I hope that encouraged you and your families as well. Um, But we're going to go back into our Kingdom Culture series and talk about something that I absolutely love. I love this topic. I'm not even going to tell you the title yet, because before I do, I just want to express not only my thanks, but also my excitement um, about the generosity of this church, not just to give in offerings. Of course, that's a big part of it but also the generosity of the church to give to one another, um, even directly. I'm hearing stories of uh, people, yes, we've had many come to us and approach us and say, hey, we're not in a financially tight spot, and we want to invest into the church. Um, So we've been able to help connect people who maybe have an excess of resources right now with those who are in need. So I'm just encouraged by that. I also just received another text a couple of days ago um, from somebody else in the church saying, hey, we're in a place where we could give. Have you heard of um, a need within the church? So God is so good. Generosity, I think, is probably more contagious than um, any virus and any sickness, any disease. So I pray that we would all catch the generosity um, bug this week. And I'm going to challenge you. If you're in a place where you um, have an excess and an abundance to give out of, and maybe even if you're experiencing lack, but God begins to challenge you in this area of generosity, I'm going to encourage you, if you hear of a need, would you try to meet it? Maybe there's a need that you already heard of in the last couple of weeks that you might be able to, um, with you or with your family, reach out and meet that need. Um, Let us know. Reach out to us at the church um, through email um, or directly with one of the pastors, and we would love to connect you with those who are in need. So continue to reach out. Let's be a generous church um, and one that supports... um, those around us. There's a beautiful passage in Acts chapter 2. It's verse 45. It's very, very cool. The believers went as far as even selling their own possessions and goods um, to give to those who had need in their community and in the fellowship of believers. So I want to challenge you in that. If you're in that place, consider doing that this week. God is good. We are going into a message this morning entitled, You Can Hear God's Voice. This is something so on my heart, and I think God is going to um, ignite something in you today as well. So we're talking about hearing God's voice specifically, that you can hear God's voice. And this is such a beautiful concept. I've never met a Christian who doesn't believe that they can hear God's voice. How we hear God's voice, there may be differences of opinion or understanding on this. But as we even read through the Word of God, I've never met a believer who doesn't believe that this written word of God can speak on a regular basis. If we didn't believe this word was still speaking, there would be no purpose to ever read it again, right? So all of us as believers believe that we can hear God's voice to a degree. For some of you, this concept is new. For others of you, you've maybe 
um, had teaching, you've grown in your relationship with the Lord, you have an ongoing walk with him where you're um, relating with the Holy Spirit, you're hearing from the Lord through the word and maybe even um, through his voice directly to you through his spirit. But I want to explore some of this concept this morning um, about how you and I can all hear God's voice. It's not just for super Christians or for um, those who spend enough time in prayer or those who have read enough of the Bible or for those who are called to be pastors in some capacity. You as a believer and a follower of Jesus have been given the Holy Spirit and there are so many ways that you can hear God's voice and I want to explore some of that um, today. So let's pray before we open this word. God, we give you glory and honor today. I thank you that you are all powerful. I thank th- thank you that you are um, present right now in our lives. Holy Spirit, we just honor you. We recognize that you've been given to us as followers of Jesus as a seal of our salvation. And we just honor you today, um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We just um, pray that you would speak to our hearts, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that everything you would do in us today, God, would be for the advancement of your kingdom in the earth, Lord. So we praise you, Father, and thank you for who you are. Move in our lives this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God designed you and I to hear from him. I want to explore um, some examples through the word of God, briefly, of moments in history when God spoke to normal human beings just like you and me. God can speak to you anywhere, at any time, through anything. God loves to use everything in his creation to reveal and speak his love to us. God loves to use everything in his creation to reveal and speak his love to us. I love this thought. The entirety of creation is God's, is it not? The entirety of nature and of science, um, any you know, advancements in our society, ultimately, a lot of these ideas have come from God. So God created everything. Um, he owns everything. He's enthroned above everything. Isn't it cool that even by him and through him and for him, everything exists? I believe it would be just like God in his nature to use all of creation to express and reveal um, his love, even for you and for me. I pray that we'd have ears to hear and eyes to see this morning what God is saying. So I want to explore a little bit this morning as we look through the word of God, how he speaks and how he's spoken throughout this book. Um, There are some powerful, powerful stories throughout this book, including the Old Testament and the New Testament, where God speaks to people. Starting in the very first book of the Bible, we see Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, in this place of perfect communion and perfect fellowship with God. This is beautiful. God is speaking with Adam, just like he would speak to a friend. We also see um, a A little bit later, Noah receiving directions directly from God. God is speaking with Noah. You know, he's leading him um, to build this ark. He's warning him of what's coming. Um, We see Joseph later on receiving dreams from the Lord and interpretations of dreams from God. We see Moses with the burning bush, these mountaintop experiences, uh, receiving the Ten Commandments directly from God. I love this one. David in the Psalms. David has communion with God. David is hearing things from God. Psalm 62, 11 and 12 says, one thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. So David is already hearing these things about God. Power belongs to you, God, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love, 
and you reward everyone according to what they have done. There's another one we're going to explore later on in this message, Samuel, hearing audibly God's voice in the night. There's others in the Bible, the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, other prophets of the Old Testament. This is one of my favorites, a New Testament example from Matthew chapter 16. Peter actually hears um, directly from Father God. This is so cool. Matthew 16, verses 13 through 17. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, Jesus asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Jesus shows us in this moment, Peter actually received information directly from Father God. It wasn't through even the reading of the Jewish scriptures. This was a revelation and piece of information that Peter received directly from God the Father. There are so many more moments in scripture where we see God speaking to individuals. And these are just some of the ways um, that God can speak in some of the occurrences that we see through the word of God. There are some other insights from the word of God as well that I just want to highlight. Hebrews chapter three, within verses seven and eight says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Again, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. This is in the New Testament we gain an understanding from this little, this tiny passage in Hebrews chapter three that God speaks today. And if he's speaking to you right now or in moments throughout this message, in moments throughout today, don't harden your heart, but listen to his voice. Also in Psalm 32, verse eight. Oh, I'm gonna open this up in my physical Bible. Psalm chapter 32, verse eight. The word says, this is the Lord. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. There's three things in this one verse in Psalm chapter 32, verse 8. The Lord says he will instruct, he will teach, and he will counsel. This is another powerful revelation and understanding of how the Lord speaks and why he speaks to us. The instruction of the Lord that word in the original language means to have insight or understanding. So God gives insight and understanding. He instructs us. That word teach, it says, I will teach you in the way you should go. That word in the original language means to shoot arrows, to point out and to direct. So it's a word of direction. To instruct, it's a word of understanding. So God will give you and I understanding. He will also teach. It's a word that means direction. He will direct. He will guide. The word also says he will counsel us with his loving eye on us. The counsel of the Lord. This means he will advise us. It's a piece of wisdom. So the Lord speaking to us accomplishes so many things. It is so vital that we have the word of the Lord, the scriptures, as well as the voice of the Lord speaking to us um, in many other means as he chooses to on a regular basis. God's word brings understanding, it brings direction, and it brings wisdom. God is good. There's another powerful verse in the Proverbs, Proverbs 29, 18. This is why it's so vital that you and I would hear the voice of the Lord. It's vital for you, it's vital for your family, 
It's vital for those that you love. Proverbs 29, 18, the first part of that verse says, where there is no vision, another translation says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint or people perish. Where there is no prophetic vision, people cast off restraint or people perish. The reason it's so important that you and I would hear the voice of God, not just once a week, not just um, in you know, the rare moment that we get the hour-long you know, time in the secret place, but that we're hearing the voice of God on a regular basis. The reason it's so important is that receiving vision from the Lord, prophetic vision from the Lord, keeps you and keeps me moving in the right direction. Without clear prophetic vision from the Lord, we go off course. We go off track. Um, we lose our way. We miss the mark. It is so important that we hear the voice of God on a regular basis so that we can accomplish every good work that he's laid out for us to do. So, obviously, this written word of God is so vital, so important. The more you know this book, the more clearly you can know and understand the voice of the Lord. And we're going to explore some other ways that, he's, that he does commonly speak. One of these powerful um, tools that God's given us, so much more than a tool, this is a person that Jesus actually gave us, is the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26 says of the Holy Spirit, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. This is Jesus to his disciples, to you and me. I love the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. One of those roles of the Holy Spirit is actually to remind us of what Jesus has already spoken. If you want to be reminded of what Jesus has spoken, you have got to figure it out and find it in these pages. In here are the words of life that Jesus spoke to his disciples. Another thing that the Holy Spirit does is not only remind us of what Jesus has already spoken, but this verse promises that the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. So the Holy Spirit is actually a teacher that you have inside of you as a follower of Christ. Isn't that amazing? Think about that right now. The Holy Spirit inside of you is going to teach you all things as you look to him. This is powerful. All of this that I've spoken so far is to say God speaks to people. He has been doing this for generations and he is never changing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He desires to speak to you today and you can hear God's voice. I want to lead you in now into five foundations for learning the voice of God. Write these down. I have prayed through this message. I've sought the Lord as I've been going through here to try to sift down um, into something that can be um, accept, easily accepted as well as put into practice. So write these things down, and I believe this would be valuable for you in your life today. Number one, accept and believe that God wants to speak to you. This is so simple. Accept and believe that God wants to speak to you. For some of you, this will be your biggest breakthrough. Because when it comes down to it, you still don't believe that God really can or wants to speak. John 10, 27, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. They follow me. This is so simple. Jesus said it. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. They follow me. As a follower of Christ, you are in line with heaven to be able to hear the voice of Jesus on an ongoing basis. A shepherd isn't someone who pops in every once in a while to check how you're doing and then departs. A shepherd is one who's with you, who guides, who leads, who speaks on a regular basis. 
Jesus, a great shepherd, wants to speak to you today. Psalm 8, verse 4. I love this promise. What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit or give attention to him. This is a beautiful promise from the Psalms. God is actually mindful of you. He's thinking about you. He's giving you attention. He wants to share with you and speak to you. 1 Corinthians 2.16, and I'm giving a lot of scripture today. I, I pray this is, um, opens your eyes to see this is in the scriptures. These are promises from God that he wants for his people. 1 Corinthians 2.16, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. This is again a beautiful promise for believers that you and I have been given the mind of Christ. We must choose to access it, to use it, to put it on. But you and I have been given that mind of Christ. So my first foundation, accept and believe that God wants to speak to you. My second foundation for learning the voice of God is that you recognize the ways God often speaks. Recognize the ways God often speaks. I don't know who first said this, but I love this quote. God's first language isn't English, okay? God speaks in so many ways and he can use anything, anytime, anywhere to speak to you. So we need to learn the voice of God and learn the ways that he desires to speak to us. We've already covered many of these ways as we looked through um, the Bible briefly and heard um, different stories and situations where God spoke. One of my favorite ways that God speaks is found in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 13. This is God speaking to Elijah. And I want to read those couple of verses, 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him. A still small voice. This is one of the ways that God so often speaks, I believe, to us today. And for me personally, speaks to me today. It's a deep sense in your spirit that God is leading or that he's speaking. Oftentimes we um, interpret what he's saying through our minds. So we have a, maybe a knowing that I believe this is what God is saying. But through this still small voice, just like he did to Elijah, is often how God speaks um, to us today. So recognize the ways that God speaks. A still small voice. God can speak with an audible voice. God can speak through everyday circumstances. God can speak through dreams. God can speak through visions. In the Bible, Cornelius, an angel comes and speaks to him in a vision, tells him where to find Simon Peter. Um, Peter has a vision of this sheet coming down from heaven. Do you remember that story? John on the Isle of Patmos, the entire book of Revelation was given to John in a vision. Um, God can speak through creation, through nature, and through science. And God can speak to us through other people. So, two, recognize the ways that God often speaks. My third key in learning the voice of God is to look and listen. Look and listen. Learning 
to hear and to learn God's voice does take attention. It takes um, focus. Isaiah 55 verse 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Seek the Lord while he is found, a.k.a. look for God. How often is it that you and I, we go through an entire day, we go through an entire week, and it's like we maybe never even gave attention to the Lord or weren't even aware that he wanted to speak to us outside of the context of our little devotion time or our prayer before bed or our mealtime prayer maybe. But I believe God wants to speak to us anytime, anywhere, through anything, but it takes uh, intention and intentionality. So look and listen for the Lord. Number four, discern the voice of God. Discern the voice of God. If we think God's speaking something to us through a dream, through a still small voice, maybe a word of direction, maybe a word of instruction, a word of wisdom, we probably want to know for sure that it's God speaking and it's not, you know, just myself and it's not some other voice. So, for me, it's pretty safe to say that most of the thoughts that I have either come from me and my own life experiences, or they come from the Lord, or they come from um, powers of darkness, right? We all know, we've all had all of these experiences. Let's say um, you're sitting down for dinner or you're deciding what to have for dinner, and you have a thought that you'd like to have pasta, tonight. Okay, this is probably from your desire. That's fine. I don't think that's an inherently evil desire. Some of you um, might say it is because it's too many carbs, but that would probably be a desire of your own, not one from the Lord, not one from um, the enemy. You've probably had an experience where God really did speak something encouraging to your heart, and maybe you didn't recognize it, but maybe um, you begin to just suddenly be encouraged about the state of um, your life or maybe a situation in your life, and you, you had a sense of encouragement in your spirit. That's probably God speaking to you. I don't think the enemy would encourage you. I don't think that's really his way. And then many of us are probably more associated with these types of thoughts, thoughts of negativity, thoughts of uh, maybe low self-worth or that you wouldn't be enough or... Um, you know, that God isn't going to provide, or these, these are not thoughts from God. And they may not be thoughts inherently from yourself, but the enemy has somehow um, affected the way that you're thinking. So three ways and three places that I think I have thoughts from, from me and my life experiences, from the Lord, or from the enemy. So first, we must differentiate um, be- between those voices. There are four questions that I like to um, sift Every word that I feel the Lord is speaking through. So if I sense the Lord is saying something to me, maybe a word of direction, or let's say some of you, you're familiar with receiving prophetic words for other people. These are some good questions to begin to um, sift those things through. Number one, there's four questions. Number one is this, is what I believe to be God's voice in line with the written word of God? Is what I believe to be hearing from God in line with the written word of God. God will never contradict his written word. Oftentimes, you might be receiving a word from the Lord, and um, you could think back right then and say, oh, this is so in line with scripture um, that God would give peace, that he's a shelter in in time of trouble. Maybe the thing the Lord is speaking to you is found directly in the scriptures. That's beautiful. You can know for certain that word is from God. The second question I ask is this is what I believe to be God's voice 
in line with the nature of God? Is what I believe to be God's voice in line with the nature of God? Oftentimes, God might speak to you about something that isn't um, directly referenced in the written word of God. That's when I ask myself, is this in line with the heart of God? Is this in line with his nature? How do I know God's nature? Again, through the written word of God. So even if something isn't explicitly said in the scriptures, I can ask that question. Okay, I can't find the exact answer, but is this in line with the heart and the nature of God? With his character? And then my third filter question is this. Do trusted Christian friends and spiritual leaders believe that what I've heard from God is truly from God? This is so simple, but some of us, we hear things that we believe are from God and we never tell another soul. We just take it. God doesn't want you to live life on your own or to walk um, this journey alone. So another great thing to do is to get counsel from other believers Bring the word forth. Say, hey, I feel like God is maybe saying this to me. Um, What do you think about it? Get some wisdom from an outside perspective, from friends that you trust, from spiritual leaders in your life. And then the fourth question is, when it comes to judging a word, would be asking yourself, am I in right relationship with God? Or are there areas of repentance that I need to take care of? This might seem like a funny question, but when there's areas of unrepentance in our hearts, these are places where the enemy who is sneaky can sneak in and begin to try to mislead us. So I like to ask myself that, God, am I living in repentance, in right relationship with you, or is there a place where the enemy may be trying to affect me? Maybe these things that I'm hearing are rooted in a selfish motive or a selfish desire. So I like to ask myself that fourth question, am I in right relationship with God? So we're talking today about how you can hear God's voice. There are three main reasons that God speaks. At least this is how I perceive it. They all fall under this primary purpose. The primary purpose, that the reason that God speaks is this, the advancement of his kingdom. The reason God speaks is for the advancement of his kingdom. Anytime that God speaks, we know that it's with intention And we know that his words will not return without accomplishing what they were sent forth to do. So within that context of God speaks to advance his kingdom, these are three primary reasons I would propose that he speaks. He wants to speak to you, number one, to minister to you. There are times where you will need the ministry of the Holy Spirit, where no one else can give it to you, where it's not going to come from another source, where the voices of encouragement that maybe you once had aren't present anymore. The voice of the Lord wants to come and speak to you directly to minister to you. The second reason, all in line with the advancement of God's kingdom, the second reason is to minister through you. Oftentimes the Lord, he knows there's people in your life who desperately need him. You know that too. There are going to be moments where God wants to minister through you and he's going to give you a word, not for you, but for someone around you. So God loves to minister to you. He wants to minister through you. And then the third reason and one of the primary purposes that God um, desires to speak to you is this, for fun. You're his son. You're his daughter. You are one of the sheep in his pasture. God so loves relating with you and with me and having fellowship and ongoing intimacy, having conversation just like we would have Um, with another friend that we can see face to face. So God loves to speak for the purpose of advancing his kingdom to minister to you 
to minister through you and just for fun because he loves you. I want to share just a few stories right now, um, just small moments of my life where I believe the Lord was speaking to me and was prompting me. Um, and there are many others. I'm only going to share a few. If you have stories where the Lord has been speaking to you or maybe moments in your life where you felt like, wow, God so clearly spoke this and he proved himself, we want to hear about it. So send us a message, um, send us an email, write something in the comments, but we'd love to hear from you as well. I'm going to share a few stories about uh, moments when God spoke to me. There was a time, um, probably six years ago, I was contemplating a big decision. I just visited um, another state in our beautiful nation, and I came back to Fargo contemplating, like, Lord, is this your way for me? Am I supposed to just pull out of Fargo, transplant here? It was such an amazing experience, and I was just seeking the Lord for direction. Again, remember Psalm 32, 8, God will teach us, instruct us, and give us counsel. He'll give us that wise advice, and he'll give us that sense of direction that we need. So I was walking one afternoon that next week. I was back in Fargo praying about it, like, Lord, am I to move? And I wasn't really hearing um, the voice of the Lord strongly, but I was walking, and as usual, I was walking to a coffee shop, and when I got to the coffee shop, I sat down with my Bible. I opened my Bible, And the very first scripture that I opened to and read said something like this. He who moves with haste misses the mark. It was in this moment that God revealed to me so clearly, Chris, just slow down and take your time as you process this decision and this choice. I will lead you, but don't make any hasty decisions. This is really, really cool to me because I was seeking the Lord initially, thinking maybe he'll just speak something to me directly, but he actually brought me to the word of God in that moment and answered my prayer and answered my question in a really, really timely and cool way. So he does it through his written words so often. This was one of those moments that he ministered to me. And I'm so glad he did. There was another time. This is just a small experience I had. I was out at Applebee's. This was obviously before quarantine. And uh, I was out at Applebee's with my good friend, Devin. And we were just leaving the restaurant. And on our way out, we were walking Um, out the doors. We'd actually walked past the hostess station, out two of the double doors already, but I felt the Lord prompting me saying, you are to go back in and share with that hostess. And I didn't really know what to share other than something about that God loves her and that he's got a plan for her. So I I quick turned around. We went back inside and I said, hey, this might be kind of crazy, but I just felt like God wanted us to come back in here and just share with you, let you know like how much he loves you and um, how much he's got a plan for you. Is there anything that you are needing prayer for or anything that we could um, help you with? It's essentially how the conversation started. And it turned into this just amazing time of prayer and just encouraging this person. But this is one of those cool moments of a still small voice of the Lord's direction just saying, minister, I want to move through you. I want to move through you, not just to you, but through you. So this was a cool moment where I was... um, I was able to be uh, used in that way to minister to someone else. So the Lord wants to minister to you and also through you. God also wants to speak to you just for fun. And this is so cool. This is maybe one of the silliest stories and some of you won't believe it. That's fine. I was in Hornbachers and I was 
on my way, I was actually driving on the interstate, not in Hornbachers yet. I was driving on the interstate on my way back to my home, and I realized I got to get a snack. I don't know what I was buying, but there was something that I needed. So I pulled off, and I decided to go to this Hornbachers. I never go to this Hornbachers. I pull into the Hornbachers. I find my snack. I get to the checkout, checking out my groceries, and I said something to the cashier. I don't remember. And then as I'm about to slip my card into the, um, the little deal to pay, this thought goes through my head, and I quote, your name is Greg. That was the thought that went through my head. I was like, Lord, <laughs> is that you speaking? And I remember I looked at his shirt. I was like, does he have a name tag? Did I see the name Greg somewhere? My cashier was just finishing begging my groceries. And I didn't say a word about it, but I knew in my head and my heart, I was like, I just thought that your name is Greg. I don't know why I thought that. He prints out the receipt. He gives me the receipt. He says, have a great night. I look at the receipt and it says on there, cashier Greg. So I'm like, what's going on here? He had walked over to unbox some things, but I, I asked him, I said, excuse me. I was like, are you wearing a name tag? He's like, nope. I said, is your name Greg? He said, yes. I said, I knew it was Greg. He probably thought it was crazy. But this is one of those cool times that God just spoke to me, I think, for fun, just to relate to me, to um, have a little conversation with me and show me how close he really was. Love that story. There was another <laughs> little one. This car ride, I was with some classmates in college. We were headed to this music festival out in Beulah, North Dakota. We were in the car. I was in the car with these classmates. I didn't know their families at all. Um, they were friends of mine, but I didn't know their families. And at some point early on in the drive, somehow I knew um, one of the classmates' grandma's name. And it came up in conversation, and I said her name somehow. And it was exactly her grandma's name. So I say that to kind of say, like, I think God likes to speak to us just for fun. And also just to let people know, like, hey, God knows you. God loves you. There's all sorts of fun ways um, that God can and wants to speak to you. I'm going to close here. Kind of just in recap. Accept and believe that God wants to speak to you. I'm going to challenge you to do this this week. Do this right now. Recognize the ways God is trying to speak. Look and listen for the voice of the Lord. And then discern the voice of the Lord. Put into practice some of those ways um, of discerning what the Lord is truly saying. I mentioned this early in the message. Proverbs 29, 18. Where there's no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. The people perish. God wants you to have a vision for your life. He wants you to have a vision for right now. He wants you to have a vision for the rest of this um, quiet time pulled away from the world. He wants to begin to give you a vision for what your life is to look like um, once this passes. So I'm going to challenge you. Begin to ask him for that vision. Begin to ask him to speak to you. It's a powerful story where God comes to this boy Samuel in the night and speaks to him audibly. Samuel finally recognizes that it's God, and I believe God is waiting for you and I to become quiet enough that we could hear his voice and that we would be attentive enough to recognize that he's speaking and what he's saying. Let's pray. Let me pray for you this morning and just pray with me. If that's your heart's desire, just to know the voice of God, to hear his voice, um, and just to have that be a more active part of your relationship with him, that the Holy Spirit will remind you the words of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things, and that you'll walk in a more thriving relationship of hearing the voice of God. 
just open your heart, and I'm going to pray and ask that the Lord would begin to do that for you. So, Father, I thank you that you love your children so much. You are not a God who's far off. You are a God who's near. You've given your Holy Spirit to those who believe in Jesus as their Savior. And, Lord, you want to speak. And I thank you for that truth and that, the promise, Father God, that we can hear your voice You've given us the mind of Christ that we can discern what you're saying. You've given us the written word of God as a balance that we can never get off track. We don't have to fear getting off track or off base as we, maybe some of us begin this process of um, asking God to speak to us and looking more for where the Lord is speaking. I thank you, Father. You are a much better leader than the enemy is to deceive us. And God, as we're putting our trust in you and coming to you and saying, Jesus, we want to hear you speak. You are never going to give us um, a stone when we're asking for bread. And in the same way, Lord, you're going to answer our prayer. You're going to meet us. You're going to begin to speak to us. I just pray that lives and relationships with you would be enriched, Father, as a result of this teaching, Lord. So I bless all those who are watching. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're watching um, this morning or whenever you're tuning in and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, he is the way. He's the door into the kingdom of God. And he's the entrance to all of these incredible things that we're talking about. Hearing from the Lord deeper, walking in relationship with the Holy Spirit, knowing who you are, um, having a great sense of purpose in your life. If you're looking for that, Jesus is the answer um, to any need and any deep desire that you have. So I want to pray for you too. If you find yourself in that place today and you say, Jesus, I'm ready for something new. I want to give my life to you and to following you. Um, and I want to surrender. I want to receive your forgiveness um, for the ways and the places where I have um, fallen short in life and where I have sinned. Just receive um, this prayer and reach out to Jesus in your heart right now and say, Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I am in need of a savior. I know my own weaknesses, my faults, my struggles. And I humbly ask right now that you would reach out um, and touch me, reach out and forgive me, reach out and save me. I want to follow you. I want to commit to living for you. And I give you my full self today. I believe you are who you say you are, and I call upon you now in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope this message encouraged you today. For more information about Burning Hearts Church and our mission, please head to burningheartsfargo.com. If you are in the Fargo area, we would love for you to join us at one of our Sunday services, either 9 or 1045 a.m. Have a great rest of your week.